Oh, hi, I'm Josh Lakash, and this is Wrong Opinion. Are we living in a banana republic? Is that what, what is that what's happening right now? Not yet. Not yet. And uh, every day that passes, I am pretty hopeful about what's happening with this election. By the way, I'm still wearing the Biden shirt. I got to wear this every day. You got to jinx it. You got to jinx President-elect Biden. Not a thing. Not a thing. He's not. It's just a fact he's not president-elect yet. Neither is Kamala Harris. But here we are. Everyone is saying it, so it must be true. False. 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 But um, this is a a good episode. I am going to do a quick rundown of what the hell is going on right now. And then yesterday, I interviewed Ron Coleman, famous conservative lawyer. Yes, he's famous. He, he was being humble in the beginning of the interview, but he's famous. He is he's uh, helping Gavin McInnes in his lawsuit with the Southern Poverty Law Center. They're suing them like crazy. Can you sue like crazy or is it just you're suing? And then, you, you, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. So uh, but also I wanted to bring him on because I had a hacker on last week. And and I wanted to get a, a more a different perspective. So a lot of people might think, well, the hacker who we can't trust him. I mean, I do. I do. But uh, I wanted to get a more by the book kind of kind of uh, guy on. And, and we spoke about what's going on and the avenues Trump can take to win this election. He won. But but, you know. We need to beat. We need to beat the the fraud, and that's that's the game right now. So, do we live in a banana republic? As of now, we don't. Um, we can see in a month what happens. We basically have a month to fight this, and I think that Trump will come out on top. Honestly, honestly, I do. Uh, you know, look just just look at the, the the how the media is reacting to this. And also look at how tech, the tech companies are reacting to this. They're scared. They're clearly scared. They're not very good at poker because they are showing all their hands. And what is insane to me is that, that <laughs> so Biden keeps getting more votes. We're already, a way, we're already uh, nine days after the election. And Biden is close to 80 million votes. Can you imagine 80 million people voting for Biden? I can't. So we had uh, Fox News. I mean, they've been completely cucked. But Tucker, who also has been cucked, he on his show last night, he was talking about how dead people are voting and it's a fact and blah, blah, blah. It's true. He didn't take it a step further, though. And the show he had two nights ago didn't mention the election at all. So, you know, something is up there. You know, he might be compromised. And it could be that Trump told him you know, because they're in communication, it, it could be that Trump told him, you know, to tone it down for a little bit because we got this and uh, we have to have like a drip, drip, drip kind of um, reveal of all of this. So, you know, we'll see. And that's not the main thing that's happening, though. The Dominion voting system, the Dominion voting machines are compromised and this is known now. All the autistic people have been doing their homework and they've been putting out online and I think that the Trump administration, the Trump campaign has been compiling all of this information. And uh, there there are people who who are apolitical and who are saying this is something's not right. But 
I don't buy for a second that uh, Biden got nearly 80 million votes. I don't buy it. And Trump keeps getting more. So you know what that means is that not only did they cheat, but they had to overcheat because there was no way that they could have caught up to the 73 million and counting votes that Trump got. Um, for instance, Trump even said this. He tweeted yesterday, now 73 million legal votes. Molly Hemingway said, for context, when Obama ran for re-election, he lost 4 million voters. When Trump ran for re-election, he gained 10 million new voters. He didn't lose. He didn't lose. I I, I, uh, I keep hearing this excuse from the left. Well, no, 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 no. You know, because so many people hated Trump that... that um, that's how he got that many votes. Yeah, that's believable in Los Angeles. That's believable in New York. That's believable in certain hot spots. But it doesn't amount to nearly 80 million votes. It just doesn't. The math isn't there. And uh, before I get to the autistics doing the homework for us, there was another thing that came out today. Remember nine days ago in Georgia when they were, when they were counting the votes and a pipe burst and leaked everywhere? Not true. Didn't happen. They, they, they put out these stories and they're very comfortable putting out these stories because out of all of the days of the year for this to happen, it happened on election night. Yeah, sure. Believable. But they're so comfortable putting out these stories because you're bombarded with stories all the time and, and you forget. You forget there, the, that just that night there was 50 headline stories. And that was one of them that that quickly disappeared, and then and then and then uh, you're blindsided by something happening in Pennsylvania. You're blindsided by something happening in, in in Detroit, and and so on. So they put that out, and they they were thinking, okay, people might forget. And it came out today that it was just a slow leak, and it's no big deal. Slow leak. Bombshell text cast doubt on highly exaggerated burst pipe excuse for pause in Georgia vote count as Trump cries foul. So I don't need to read you the article. I'm going to read you the text that has been leaked. And this is from the election night. So it says, I just heard a water pipe burst at SFA that will cause voter count delay. Has this affected AFCRA office? I think they were counting votes next door. And then the person replied, no, sir, it was highly exaggerated. It was, it was a slow leak that caused about an hour and a half delay Okay, thanks. We contained it quickly. It did not spread. We just wanted to protect the equipment. Thanks. These are dirty tricks. These are old, dirty tricks. This this uh, might have fooled people pre the internet, and when people were more trusting of the media. But we first of all don't trust the media anymore, and we have access to all this information that we just wouldn't have had before. And this would have been a story that would have disappeared. No one would have remembered it. And that's it. But the, like I said, the autistic people are doing their homework for us. And they are apolitical. And I think that they just don't want to be taken for a fool like everyone else. So Trump actually tweeted this today. And, and he's been actually relatively quiet as of late. I mean, quiet for him. And he put this in quotes. He wrote, report, Dominion deleted 2.7 million Trump votes nationwide. Data analysis finds 221,000 Pennsylvania votes switched from President Trump to Biden. 941,000 votes deleted. States using Dominion voting system switched 435,000 votes from Trump to Biden. So a lot of people have been putting out their, their work online. And I'm not going to look through it right now, but I'll, I'll screen record it and I'll put it here while I'm talking. And you'll see... 
Now, it remains to be seen if that is true or not. But, again, I don't see what these people, why these people would go through the work and do it for a hoax. It seems like there's a lot of evidence that's coming out. It seems like the Trump team is pretty confident in this. And also, another interesting thing came out today, by the way, where, and, and this one, I don't know if it's true or not. Trump tweeted something on October 2nd, and and it, and he used, he wrote well. He wrote the word well, and I'm going to put the tweet over here. I can't remember it exactly, but in the tweet, he put, instead of two L's at the end, he put an I, an uppercase I, and a lot of people think that he was signaling about the voting system, about the software, how it can be corrupted. Now, this might be a little bit too far-fetched for me, but I think it's interesting nonetheless. So a lot of people were saying that the voting software can be corrupted where they can put President Trump and Republican and in the word Republican, they'll use uh, instead of an L, they'll use an uppercase I, which would then corrupt the, the vote. If you voted that Republican, it might cancel the vote. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that really happened or not, and I'm not a coder, so I don't know if it's true or not, but it's interesting nonetheless. A lot of what will come out with this stuff is is fan fiction, and to me that might be fan fiction, but it's still interesting. And another tweet from today, a girl named Madison, I don't know how to say her last name, so I won't, wrote, what do we know about Dominion? And Trump retweeted it and said, it attempted to alter our election and got caught. He does these things a lot where he will shine a light on something and be a little bit a little bit um, cryptic about, about it, and then it forces people to look at it. It even forces the mainstream media to look at it and try to debunk it. So, for instance, if the Trump team says 900,000 votes were corrupted, the media might be forced to, to look into it and say, actually, no, only 200,000 votes were corrupted, but that's still admitting that the votes were corrupted. So they the, sometimes they might exaggerate things to make it, make the fact checkers um, back into a corner and then fuck themselves over. I love the fact checkers. But another autistic guy who who doesn't buy any of this is the big short guy. I don't know if you saw that movie. It's not very good. A lot of people loved it. I wasn't that big of a fan of it. But the, the character that Christian Bale played is a guy named Michael Barry, Burry, and uh, he's a crazy smart autistic dude. He tweeted this two days ago. What if hashtag voting software hashtag algorithms used a hashtag wait race, I don't know what that is, feature to transfer votes from Trump to Biden as a linear function of percent Republicans in a precinct. This is the allegation of Dr. Shiva Ayadural, I don't know how to say his name, also alleged code does not glitch. So this was a feature and not a glitch. A lot of people are using the word glitch and that would, that would basically say that this is an accident and this is not an accident. So this is a feature. So even he's not buying this. And obviously Twitter says this claim about election fraud is disputed. Do you notice how the words that they they use and that they choose? Lawyers write these warnings for them. These are chosen carefully. When they say this claim about election fraud is disputed, well, yeah, that doesn't mean it's false. It's just disputed. So at all, pretty much everything that Trump tweets, everything that any of us tweet about this says that it's disputed but that doesn't mean it's false way different words and um and that means that we're on the right track i think 
So the, I, I'm going to go over a couple of things that are a couple days old but relevant to what we're talking about, and, and I would feel stupid to not mention them. Tucker didn't mention these for some reason. But uh, this is a two-day-old clip of Mike Pompeo, who he could have just been playing around. He could have just been having a laugh, but I don't think so. I don't think so. When they asked him about the, the smooth transition of power... This is his answer. Is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. All right, we're, we're ready. The, the world is watching what's taking place here. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. The world should have every confidence that the transition necessary to make sure that the State Department is functional today, successful today, and successful with the president who's in office on January 20th, a minute afternoon, will also be successful. Yeah, I don't think he would joke about that. A lot of people were like, well, he was just having a laugh. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that they know stuff. I think that they know what's up. I think they've been prepared for this, and now they're just compiling all of the information. That's why they're not conceding. That's why they're not even hinting at conceding. That's why the only times you hear about Trump conceding is from fake news sources. They love to use the word sources, but it's uh, they never reveal who the sources are. It's not true. And uh, also, Fox News is scared. They're losing all their viewers. I'm only sticking around for Tucker, uh, even though I think he's slightly compromised. He might not be. I just kind of that's kind of where my gut is telling me. I, I think that his shows have been very weak as of late. But they're scared. And when Trump's press secretary came out and said, we have all this evidence. Uh, this is also from two, three days ago. The guy, this guy, what Neil Cavuto, who's such a cuck. He is uh, he's such a nothing. He's so he's so weak. I hate these guys who pretend that they're bipartisan and they're clearly not. Like, dude, pick a side and just be honest about it. We're way past bipartisan, especially in, in when you're in a network. So Fox News is acting like CNN, and she was on TV live, and he immediately cut her off. Um, if what they are saying is so absurd and so stupid, let them expose themselves rather than cut them off. When you cut these kinds of people off, when you cut Trump off, when you censor these people, you're only validating their claims. Do you understand that? We want every legal vote to be counted and we want every illegal vote to well, be- Well, well I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging, uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I want to make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up, but that's an explosive charge to make. The other side is effectively rigging and cheating. Well, Neil Cavuto, maybe they're not exposing all of their information because maybe they're compiling all this information for court cases. Maybe they want they don't want to give their enemy all of what they know, you know? I mean, what are you talking about, you retard? And uh, also uh, something that not that many people covered that happened a few days ago, I think it was actually that same day, was um, the Democrats can act as a certain way. They're allowed to. They have the media in their pocket. They have tech in their pocket. They have academia in their pocket. They have everything in their pocket. So they're allowed to act a certain way. If Trump acts that way, or if Trump's administration acts that way, especially when they were going into office in 2016, when they were preparing to go into office, uh, it's different. It's not allowed. It's illegal. We're going to we're going to use the Logan Act against you, which has really never been used against anyone. 
and uh, and and I think that this video is very telling of of one side being able to do something and the other side not being able to do something and operate a certain way. And this is Ted Cruz grilling Andrew McCabe, who's a shill and who who should be in jail, but he and he's he's treasonous that he's been acting like a like a redcoat. But he has a job at CNN. You you get perks, you know, when you when you act a certain way. So I think that this video is pretty relevant to everything that's going on. But um, but I also think that Ted Cruz, you know, postures and and uh, and, and and does this for the clicks. I, I I don't fully trust him, but I think that this is a good video nonetheless. Ben Rhodes, the former deputy national security advisor to President Obama said that foreign leaders are already having conversations with Joe Biden, quote, talking about the agenda they're going to pursue January 20th. Mr. McKay, based on that testimony, do you believe Joe Biden is violating the Logan Act? I'm not aware of Ben Rhodes' statements or... or, or Take it on faith, he said what I read. Assuming that quote is accurate, and it's a verbatim quote, is that a violation of the Logan Act under any plausible theory? I am not prepared to take your statement on faith. And I am also not prepared to conduct legal analysis. All right, you're a lawyer. Have you ever answered a hypothetical in court? If it is correct that I am accurately quoting it, something the Department of Justice frequently did wrong in, in, in this investigation, if that is what Ben Rhodes said, if Joe Biden is talking with foreign leaders right now, does it violate the Logan Act, yes or no? I'm not going to opine on a hypothetical question about what the Biden okay. campaign He is talking with foreign country. leaders, and it doesn't violate the Logan Act because the Logan Act is unconstitutional, which is why it's never been used to prosecute anyone. You authorized using it to go after General Flynn as part of a political persecution. I can give you the answer. Hell no, Joe Biden is not violating the Logan Act. The reason you won't say it is because that was your flimsy political basis to go after a decorated war hero because you disagreed with politically with President Trump. So moving on, though, when this video came out, I I, I don't think that this was a slip up in the sense that I don't, I don't think she just misspoke. I think she knew something. The mayor, the mayor's daughter, the New York mayor's daughter, Bill de Blasio's daughter, was being interviewed the other day and she misspoke. But I think it's because when you're when you when you have a father who probably is privy to certain things, you probably overhear him talking, or you're probably maybe with him. And I don't think this is just someone misspeaking, misspoking. So I think that this video isn't a smoking gun, but I think it's funny nonetheless. Well, for me, it's really special because now we have the first Black Asian female president in office elected. Joe Biden was able to steal the election. I guarantee you that she heard her dad talk about this or something. And I think that she knows a little bit more about the inside operations that are going on. And she misspoke in that sense. But I think that she was for a second telling the truth. And I think that it's funny. So uh, speaking of of that, though, you know, Instagram, Wikipedia is is the truth but you're able to edit the truth and it's oh for some reason it's like reddit where the moderators are all liberal 
And if the truth needs to be edited, they edit it right away. And uh, I always find it interesting. So I'll look at Wikipedia sometimes when I'm when when like hockey news breaks, right? And when the team I like gets a new player, I'm like, oh, I want to see his stats. So I'll I'll go on. I'll I'll, I'll uh, immediately go to check out who the player is, and immediately immediately already changed the team he was on to the team that I that I like. That meaning meaning that the people are very quick to edit even the stupidest shit. Even even like a the page of a hockey player who isn't even that well known, so they're very quick to change things. One of the things that they changed the other day, which uh, didn't get past people because also there are people who are looking at specific pages and and looking at the changes and the edits that are happening. But one of the things that happened the other day was the elect the, the president elect page on Wikipedia. So. This is the page before it was edited, before the truth was edited. In in a post in in a post truth world, you're allowed to edit the truth, which is unfathomable that that's a thing. But nowadays you can edit the truth all you want. This portion that is highlighted was what was taken out. On the Wikipedia page of President Elect of the United States, in the end of the first paragraph, it did say if the result of an election is unclear or disputed, no person is normally referred to as president-elect until the dispute is resolved. That whole part was edited out because now that's not the truth. That's not the true definition of president-elect of the United States anymore. The liberals have gone in there and taken that out so as to bend reality and make it seem that Biden is the official president-elect of the United States. I'm as much of a president-elect of the United States as Biden is. There's no president-elect of the United States. Trump is, as of now, going to have a second term. So no one won the election. It's not done. It's ongoing. And we're going to have about a month left of this before we get anything straightened out. Now more than ever, again, I'm confident that Trump is not backing down. But the Biden administration, he's building up. He's building it up. He's giving people jobs here and there. Uh, they're going to be in for a rude awakening in a month or so. But they're, they're business as usual. They're ignoring it. And I think that's going to be to a fault. Unless they're behind the scenes preparing for a fight, they're going to be blindsided big time. And this thing about pretending to be the president-elect is going to be a huge, massive failure to them. So, but they're they're hiring people, and it's business as usual. Dick Cheney's an advisor, and um, what's his name? The guy that isn't dying, and he's never going to die, and he worked for Richard Nixon, the Jewish guy. What's his name? Henry Kissinger. He he's really happy with the the Biden administration because they're globalists. They all are globalists. They hate America, and they're doing everything in their power to destroy this country. If Henry Kissinger is on your side, then you're doing a good job for the globalists. You're doing a good job for China. You're China's president. You're not our president. And they keep hiring people. So one of the hires was this guy. He's chief of staff, Ronald Klein. So Ronald Klein is, it's interesting. He got a job and immediately the autistic people online, <laughs> the autistic people online dug up a nice tweet of his. So Vox, in, in July 4, 14th, 2014, tweeted, 68% of Americans think elections are rigged. That's six years ago. 
I wonder what that number is today, but that's besides the point. Ronald Klein replied to Vox.com and said, that's because they are. These people know what's up. By the way, though, before the 2016 election, you didn't need to really rig elections unless there was a true outsider. How many presidents, how many presidential candidates have there have there been that were really truly outsiders? Most of them, it didn't matter who won because the result would have been the same. Al Gore, if Al Gore was president, guarantee you there would have still been 9-11. There would have still been a war in Afghanistan. There would have still been a war in Iraq because they basically... They basically take commands from the same type of people, the deep staters, the globalists, all of the people, these people, you know, who hasn't and, you know, who who didn't do that? Trump. And by the way, Trump, and I mentioned this on the other episode, fired Mark Esper and hired another guy. And he's acting like business as usual. He's acting like he's going into the second term. And you know what else he did? He hired Douglas McGregor to uh who who if you don't know who he is he's a former four-star general who worked who who was constantly on tucker carlson's show telling pleading with trump on tv saying when you got to bring the troops home we got to bring the troops home which trump is i'm assuming he's going to do before he leaves office if he does leave office but either way he's going to do so one side is acting like business as usual and the other side is also acting as business as usual but only one side is real right now that's trump's side but it's funny that Ronald Klein six years ago tweeted basically that the elections are rigged. So they know what's up. They know the game. And this election is clearly rigged. The numbers are a mess. It's complete bullshit. Back to the fake news thing, because like that clip of Neil Cavuto cutting away from Trump's press secretary, this is this is um this is fake news at its best. It's it has no memory. Fake news doesn't have a memory. It's like a habitual liar, someone who perpetually lies, and when you keep lying, you don't know the truth anymore, and you can't keep your story straight. That's what the fake news is, and you constantly see them slip up. So there's a a really nice little example is Bloomberg. Bloomberg, the news, they tweeted this two days ago. For perhaps the first time in American history, a coordinated effort to taint or overturn a presidential election may be underway. Hmm. Was Trump's whole first term just not a coordinated effort to overturn a presidential election? I mean, be a little bit objective here. For instance, if you pretend like you don't have an opinion on Trump and you just have been kind of paying attention to the media and the left and politicians, has that not been a coordinated effort that has basically been proven to be a one giant hoax? It's fake. So it's amazing that these these publications have the balls to tweet things like this. It's amazing that they have no memory and that they can't keep their story straight like any habitual liar. And by the way, guys, I keep hearing this thing that we're a democracy. We're not a democracy. This is a constitutional republic. We have never been a democracy. Even when you vote in local elections, yes, sometimes you'll vote for some props here and there. But for the most part, you're voting for city council people who vote on your behalf. This is even on the on the local level. We are not a democracy for the most part. And this is literal fake news programming. And again, I love the people who compile all these news clips and and, and put this together because it's a nice 
little reminder of how this is all bullshit and this is all fake and it's literal programming. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 You get the point. So we're winding down. I'm going to I have only a couple things left to talk about and then we go into the interview with Ron Coleman, lawyer, conservative, big deal guy. He doesn't think so, I think so. But before that, I want to I want to talk about uh, coronavirus briefly, briefly, briefly. Because now that we have President-elect Biden, I'm shaking my head because we don't, uh, we got hacks like Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, celebrating a little too prematurely and putting out cringe videos like this. Science is back, baby! Thank God, science is back, baby. And the earth is round, not flat. Washing your hands does work. Social distancing does matter. And wearing a face covering does help protect all of us. I do love science. Well, I hate science. It's all fucking bullshit, and everything contradicts everything, and I don't believe studies for the most part. I believe my gut, and my gut is more right than fucking studies in these hacks. Science has been totally tainted by politics, thus it's not science anymore, and we, I don't believe in science like the, how they talk about it. In their, in their mind, in their view, science is God, and it's not. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Lori Lightfoot. Go fuck yourself with the future you guys want. This is the future liberals want. This was tweeted as a positive thing. This is dystopian. This is evil. This is evil. Imagine treating old people like this. This is the future liberals want. If you're just listening, they made a, a plastic barrier with holes with gloves, plastic gloves, where you can hug your, your grandmother. This is pseudoscience. This is not science. This is bullshit, and it's disgusting. Evil, evil, evil believing in this shit. That being said, guys, I'm going to end with a video here of John Voigt and the Panther Den, which is a, a good a good Twitter account if you want to follow it. And he makes these really cool videos. Uh, so he made this one about John Voigt yesterday talking about how this is uh, basically treason and it's an overthrow of the Trump administration, of our government, of America as we know it. And then 
uh, I, you'll go and watch the interview with Ron Coleman, who's a lawyer, and get his perspective. He was talking about how a lot of people have been sending him stuff. He, he couldn't reveal to me what they were sending him. He said that a lot of it was was good. A lot, Some of it was bad. The good stuff, he forwards it to the bigger people, people close to the Trump administration. And he couldn't reveal to me what it was. And, and, and a little spoiler, I asked him, will Trump be in office for his second term? And he was pretty confident in that answer. So... Sit back, relax, watch this video we're ending this portion of the podcast with. Then enjoy my interview with Ron Coleman, lawyer extraordinaire. I love you. My fellow Americans, I stand here with all that feel as I do, disgusted with this lie that Biden has been chosen. As if we all don't know the truth. This is now our greatest fight The battle of righteousness versus Satan. Yes, Satan. Because these leftists are evil. Maybe the comedy goes How the president could invoke martial law. You handed this to me. This is a very different administration than the United States has had in the past. We will not allow American cities to be threatened. These leftists are evil, corrupt, and they want to tear down this nation. We must not allow this. We must fight this corruption that has taken over and fight for the good that seems lost. Let us give our trust to God and fight now for Trump's victory because we all know this ballot count is corruption like they are. So let us not back down. Let us fight this fight as if it is our last fight on earth. How are you? All right, thanks. Good to see you. You too. I'm I'm uh, recording right now, just so you know, and and I, I have to wear my Biden shirt so I don't get put in the concentration camps. Uh, like you, I'm a Jew, and and I know the history a little bit too well. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I'm just getting prepared. I'm in Los Angeles, and I feel like I have to wear this every day, just in case. Listen, they, they have your dossier. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. What but if you're right. It, it might have, you might avoid some immediate unpleasantness. Yeah, but. but what if I repent, you know, for my past, uh, you know, mistakes? That could last, you know, you might, you might be entitled to food coupons for a while, but eventually the, the purges will clear out people with problematic backgrounds. All right, That's well, let's hope we don't get there because uh, uh -huh. I have hope right now. And uh, I, I feel more hopeful now than I did on November 3rd at night or even the next day. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people do. 
And I wanted to bring you on because to me, you're the conservative. You're like the main lawyer on our side. I see you everywhere. I know you from from Gavin's show and, and that whole circle. So I, I've been seeing you around for a little bit. But, I'm not, but you realize I'm not. I, I'm not the main lawyer as far as the lawyers are concerned or as far as the president is concerned. No, 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 no. I'm not, not as far as social media is concerned. I'm not talking about uh, Trump's team or anything like that. You're just one of the, the better known lawyers on our side. I feel like most lawyers to begin okay. with are liberals. And so, you know. Well, I'll tell you something, Josh. Most lawyers are extremely risk averse. Um, and in an environment where having, expressing your opinion honestly can result in adverse career consequences or risk your relationships with your clients or with your partners, that's the kind of risk that a lot of lawyers are not willing to take. Most lawyers, in fact, overwhelmingly. Just like everybody doesn't want to get fired. Um, the old concept of um, the lawyer as the you know, crusading fighter for truth was largely myth. Uh, most you know, people forget that Abraham Lincoln's legal career focused mainly on representing railroads in rather routine commercial disputes. But then you have schmucks like me who have to, <laughs> have to do what they think is the right thing. And uh, here it's very obvious to me what the right thing is. And I say it and uh, I pay the price, but I also sleep very, very well at night. Yeah, I, but I think, I, th I think, and I think that you've made a name for yourself because of that. You, you, there's like a niche that you found and uh, it, it was definitely, it definitely needed to be filled. And now here the you are. Needs. There has to always be a, a schmuck. <laughs> I don't so, think that, I think in the long run, it's going to work out. Trust me. Thank um, God. You have to listen. You have to do, like, there was a point in my legal career where I was so unhappy with the work that I was doing. And it had little, nothing at all to do with politics. I will tell you something, Josh, you might not be old enough to remember this, but there was a time when you could go through it weeks at a time without thinking about politics at all. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I was doing terrible things. I don't mean morally terrible, but I was doing bankruptcy work. Right. Because that was very hot in the early 90s. And that's where the work was. And that's where my firm assigned me. And I once came, and I came home and I told my wife, I think I actually was crying. <laughs> I said, this is what I have to do after, you know, three years of law school. I think I'd rather start selling encyclopedias door to door because I can't stand it. So, you know, many, many lawyers have a very long struggle with finding a place in their career, finding a way to enjoy being lawyers and also make a living. Um, I'd like to make a better living, but I don't think I can enjoy it more than I am right now. So hopefully. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, that's, that's what it's all about, I think. But, but I wanted to bring you on because schmucks like me you know we read headlines that we like to read and and then that give us hope like there's a ton of gateway pundit stories that that make it seem like trump will flip michigan and wisconsin and all these places because of fraud but we don't we don't understand basic civics uh or the or, or law and and i want to know um i want to know your take on all of this because you're you're definitely an expert, definitely more than any of us are. I mean, uh, and, and I want to know what you think about the timeline of events and if, if, it's, if time is on our side. And we can go through all the details after this initial thought. 
Well, I can listen. I, I, what I'm going to do, I've, I've got my phone open in front of me, and I'm going to use it for for um, Q. You know, to, to, uh, for uh, what, is it, what do you call it? Notes that you're used, to, you know, to cheat cheat notes. Sure. There's a different term for that. What's the term? I'm cliff thinking, notes. No, not cliff notes. What is it? The, the, the crib notes. Crib notes. Is that what you said? I said cliff notes. Oh, I remember when I first found about cliff notes. I was like 37. <laughs> I could have used those. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're right off the bat, you know, you mentioned something about flipping because of fraud. So the immediate issue right now is, the, is finishing the counting. Uh, supposedly, Pennsylvania is still counting ballots. Uh, there are states that are still counting. We're talking about the swing states now. Um, there are states that are still stopping and starting. It's... It's, it's an absolute, from the point of view of verifiability of, a, of, of an election, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. The count is going to be over and at a certain point. Some percentage, you know, a couple of states might go to Trump. I've seen headlines today saying that he wins North Carolina, that Arizona is looking increasingly probable. But these are now what we might call, the, these, are, these are the prima facie or, you know, the first blush counts. These are the counts that have already baked into them all the massive, massive problems that have been published over the last week. In most or all of these states, there are going to be recounts. Recounts are an expensive and laborious process, which makes you, if you're the election board or or the government agency with responsibility for running an election, demonstrate the existence of the votes. Now, in an environment where votes are mostly done on, in, on um, voting machines, which we had before, you know, most of us have experienced most of our lives as voters, it can be largely a matter of kind of just making sure the columns were added co- correctly, because once somebody goes into a voting booth, we don't really know what happened. And yes, we want to make sure that the number of votes cast lines up with the number of people registered to vote, the number of people who came in to vote. I know in New Jersey where I used to vote until the People's Republic of New Jersey decided that I wouldn't be permitted to vote in person um, because of my many sins. Um, did you bring for everyone, by the way? This is uh, not beer, don't worry. <laughs> Why would I worry? You can have no, I don't know. It's, uh, it's Tobo Chico. Okay. Uh, so, with paper ballots, it's a much different experience because they, you, states that use paper ballots are going to, don't have to really account for those votes. They're supposed to be kept. They're supposed to be segregated um, under, based on you know, certain kinds of segregation is necessary in Pennsylvania based on the Supreme Court's order. Without getting into the, into the weeds on this, you have to prove that those votes really happen. And with paper ballots, paper ballots come in envelopes that and they have signed certifications on them. They have postmarks. They have the name of the voter on them. You're not supposed to, I was an observer at the beginning of this process in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. So I saw all these ballots come in. I saw so-called naked ballots, which is where people fail to put the 
the ballot into the privacy envelope, but instead drop it directly into the mailing envelope. Those are supposed to be segregated also, and they were, at least where I was observing. Of course, I can't see what I can't see, but what I was shown appeared to be meticulously, you know, you know um, taken care of. Those votes are gonna to have to all true up. If, if vote totals were invented or if fake ballots or invalid ballots or ballots that would be otherwise subject to some degree of challenge don't add up, that would invalidate the vote mm -hmm. totals that were given. Now, if you ask me, what do you do about that? We'll get to that in a little bit. Right. But that's the recount process is, doesn't require the intervention of a court, typically, unless there's a dispute over whether you're qualified or whether the, sta the state's law provides for a ballot, I mean, for a recount. But if you've got a recount and you've used paper ballots, if there's been fraud, that should come up very, very easily. Some of the things that we have seen in terms of um, ballots, numbers, number sequences, mm -hmm. ratio of, of um, Biden to Trump, Large, we're talking five or, you know, five figures of ballots coming in where only votes were received for Biden. Now, you might tell me, well, no, it makes a lot of sense that the people in Philadelphia would not, not a single one of them, not a single black, well, not a single person in this district would vote for Trump because everyone knows what a bad guy he is. So you have to square that, the, prob the, the plausibility of that, with not only with an observation of the fact that in similar ethnic communities, similar demographic communities around the country, the results don't show anything like that. They show an increase in support for Trump. Right. You have to, you have to argue there's not a single independent-minded person in that entire ward or district. And that not a single person made a mistake, which is essentially impossible. It's essentially impossible. People make mistakes. Like this, I can testify on an ex, as an expert, in fact, on making mistakes. Well, those those numbers. Sorry to cut you off, but those numbers would only occur in a place like North Korea. Right. That's right. It, I mean, even in DC, even in DC, Trump got five percent of the vote. Right. Exactly. So it's really, you know, these numbers are simply not going to prove prove up. So, so so what so what's been done is that there's been a campaign. A, kind of a campaign of, of gaslighting and delegitimizing the entire point of view that there can be a legitimate challenge to the vote. And that's a, you know, that's a real problem, um, it, but it is perfectly aligned. In fact, it's almost like, a, you might even su suggest if you wanted to be really cynical, that it's a segue from the cancel culture stuff that we saw go on and the heavy handed censorship that Twitter really kicked in at the end of the summer and which is it's now uh, doing with obviously no fear of consequences whatsoever um, with respect to one side of the election question. So by the whole, you know, the common thing that, that both deplatforming and um, gaslighting have in common is that, or not gaslighting, but, but delegitimization of a point of view, even about a news event, not talking about is it okay to, 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 you know, to, to be gay? Is it okay to not want your daughter to marry someone from another? Like moral stuff, stuff that we used to talk about in college dorms mm -hmm. or stuff that people used to discuss over beers. Mm -hmm. But rather, did something happen or did it not happen? Reasonable men can disagree about a lot of things. Um, 
the idea that there are people who are going to decide what's a legitimate opinion and, and that and the, the idea that the New York Times actually came out and said, the media decides. Oh, yeah. The media decides who wins the election is mind-boggling, but it tells you exactly. I mean, it's almost as if, if I would have, if I could have forced them to make one tactical error, that would have been, that would have been it, you know, for them didn't to show their hand say, Yeah, didn't they say that before the election? They said that before the election, right? Um, I think it was very close to election day. I thought it might have even been, whether it was a day or two before election day or on yeah, election day, day after. It, but it, 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 it kind of shows that the, the media is working in concert with the DNC or whoever the powers that be that are trying to prevent Trump from winning. Uh, none of this adds up. It's not kosher. Um, I mean, like even the Dominion stuff, which it's coming out that it's it was automatically switching Trump votes to to Biden votes. I don't know how legitimate that claim is yet right now, but, you know, it all seems right. like it's part of the same thing. I mean, that would really be phenomenal. Um, the only thing I would say about all this is that if, in fact, there is a. Um, if, you, if you have. If you have a um, conspiracy of that level going on, two things are certain. One is that it won't work. Mm -hmm. Conspiracies don't work, and the bigger they are and the more moving parts they have, the less likely they are to work because there's inevitably going to be leakage and mistakes and coordination errors. And this is, just, this is something that every lawyer knows. Um, and the bigger the conspiracy, the less likely it is to work. We're talking here about a vast conspiracy, although, as you said, you know, and I'm sure that you understood this when you said it, when you say you working in concert, they don't have to be sending each other texts or emails. Right, 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 right. Everyone knows what the mission is. Exactly. Everyone knows right. what the mission is. Um, look, in places like Philadelphia and, and other urban uh, centers, but particularly Philadelphia, hardcore voter fraud has been going on utterly untouched by the federal government or the state government for decades. Everyone knows it. If someone wants to challenge me on that, um, I have spoken recently with a very good friend who has written on this topic, who witnessed it firsthand as an, as an election observer. It's not really a serious question. There has been a concerted decision on the part of people in government, Republican or Democrat, simply not to let that be a problem. And to some extent, the thinking I imagined was, well, look, we know that Democrats are going to win these districts anyway. Let them have their fun. Mm -hmm. But what we see is that these small margins become big margins. And the permission, the implied permission to commit fraud on what seem to be local elections becomes th become things that threaten the entire, not only, not only national elections, but really the, the course of democracy itself. And that's where we are now. So you mentioned that this is uh, that vast conspiracies don't work. Uh, clearly, if this is or if, if we are right about this, if our gut is, is guiding us in the right direction, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't like to hypothesize this a little bit too much because it's, it's maybe futile, but uh, maybe it was their plan all along to just not really succeed. Maybe it was another way to delegitimize Trump as the president. Uh, okay, the Russia thing failed. This is a, another thing we could do. Or maybe he would have even conceded and it would have worked, you know? Well, but I mean, he hasn't I mean, conceded. Right. I mean, the people who thought he, who have been trying to suggest that he would concede and have planted these ridiculous stories that he's 
his closest advisors and his attorneys are telling him to, yeah. to who no one is working for Trump. I understand the first year where he made these really, really awful personnel decisions, trying, I think, quite understandably to say, listen, no, I'm not, I'm not a DC creature. I need people who know where the, where the skeletons are buried and the, body, the skeletons are in the closet and the bodies are buried. And I'm going to trust people from my party. And that turned out to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. But I think almost an unavoidable one. What else was he supposed to do? Is Jared Kushner supposed to all of a sudden pretend he knows his ways around Washington? Right. Fine. Four years later, anybody who's still working closely with Trump is not stupid enough to suggest to him, listen, why not just give up? What do you mean just give yeah. up? His entire life has been focused on getting to this point. Yeah, yeah. And he has not succeeded. He has, he has changed history. But if this stands this meaning this perception this gaslighting this soft coup this color revolution whatever you want to call it succeeds he will have failed i mean he will you know we might have the advantage of knowing more about the awfulness of what's going on before the darkness descends upon us entirely but i don't see how we get out of it no it'd be impossible no the country would be done done yeah, I just simply don't know how that goes, you know, and I, I know I'm pretty high up on the list at this point with all this mouthing off that I've been doing. I mean, I'm not such a major figure, but, you know, once guys like you are heard saying, you know, that I'm the man, you know. Yeah, much. yeah. So it's ridiculous to think that Trump would ever concede, but it is still part of the, of the process of um, demoralizing his supporters. Yeah. Demoralizing weak sisters you know, such as certain Republicans who consistently can be counted on to fold as soon as possible on any issue, as they did with Russia, for example. And just before you, you ask your next question, what your question did make me think of, though, was a point that my wife made, I think, quite cogently, which is that merely creating this level of chaos is in and of itself, as you put it, a form of delegitimizing the outcome of the election, even if he does win. Yeah. Um, it, no, it, that, that, I, I, I kind of feel like that's what's happening because the, ev- the, every day that passes, I kind of feel like, oh, Trump has this. A lot of things are, 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 um, are breaking every day. Mike Pompeo wouldn't go out on stage yesterday and say what he said, that they're just getting ready for a second term, uh, that that's the s- smooth transition of power. He wouldn't I'll say that. You, I'll tell you something else. There's no way Barr... Attorney General Barr has nothing to say about what's going on. You have to, this goes back to my earlier point about, about Trump. Why is, if Barr is what some of the more suspicious, and their people have been burnt, I get it. Well, they, they think they've been burnt because so far people have gotten away with bad stuff and all that sort of thing. I get that. But Barr didn't leave his job his well-paying multi-million dollar white shoe law firm partner job to come to Washington and be abused for years, to walk out accomplishing nothing and being seen as basically having been part of a cover-up of massive wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. It's something's got to be up. And if it's, even if you don't believe my hypothesis about why would Barr be so quiet for so long, why would anyone think Trump would put up with it? If he fired Sessions, he would fire Barr. I mean, yeah, he fired yeah. Barr a year ago. Nothing's happened. Where the, you know, where are the arrests? So Trump's been relatively quiet. 
Bar's been entirely quiet. Is it a sting? Is the fix in? Boy, is the, can, the, can this world be that good? I don't know. Well, well, but, I, we just don't, I mean, we're, you and I are just pikers, you know? I mean, yeah. But, but the, you know, Tim Poole said something stupid, which was <laughs> that um, uh, Trump is going gonna, is gonna to concede and, and Biden will be president uh, because, you know, most things in life are just boring and that's kind of the boring route. That's what's going to happen. And it's like, but dude, didn't you not, ex- like, did you experience 2020 or not? Um, I know it's well, just a number. It's just how we perceive time, but. <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people have, I've, I've been getting this ridiculous number of DMs on lab because my, my account has exploded in the last couple of, uh, last week or so largely thanks to Thomas Wichter, who ascribed to me knowledge that I do not have. But I think he likes how my mind works, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Thomas, I think, is, is a, an absolutely brilliant lunatic. Um, people are constantly saying to me, oh, God, did you see who just said Trump's going to lose this? You see who just said Trump's going to concede? And inevitably, these people are pundits. And Tim, who I like and, and, and is a friend, at the end of the day is basically a pundit. He's a new age pundit, but mm-hmm. people, what pundits do is they, they um, triangulate so that they're never all that wrong. I mean, if they're liberals, they can be as wrong as they want because they're never sure, sure. for what they say, sure. but they, they almost always end up endorsing the conventional wisdom as they understand it. Mm-hmm. And none of them wants to be out there as having said Trump's going to win this thing, because then, you know, th- then that'll be tweeted back to them with respect to any, let's say, I think yeah. the job's not going to be closer at 3.4 people. Oh yeah. You're the guy who said, you know, so there's no end to it. Yeah. I I've been, I've been consistently saying he's going to win. I've tweeted it probably three or four times since the election. <laughs> I made, I, I even upped my bet with a friend. I, I even added a hundred dollars to bet with my friend two days after the election saying Trump is going to win. Well, you know, Josh, I, the reason I say I keep saying it is not because I'm a, I'm a wide-eyed optimist. I mean, I'll tell you this, Matt, Josh. I have stuck my neck out uh, as an optimist, uh, as a Trump conservative optimist so far over the last several years that win or lose, if, if you, I mean, regardless of, of, of whether Trump wins or loses, if, if things don't work out great, I will have been wrong about almost everything I've ever said. Yeah. So it is, it is what it is. We have, we, 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 Trump's going to win. We're going to win. America's going to win because he has to win. Mm-hmm. He has I, to win. I think he knows that. Um, do you think, cause, okay. So I, and I've mentioned this on my podcast, uh, probably on Monday or last week, I can't remember, but one of my friends works in the white house and for the campaign, for the administration. And, I, a week before the election, it came out that he was moving the, the victory party from Mar-a-Lago to the White House. And I, I messaged him. I'm like, why are you guys doing that? That doesn't look good. And then he said to me, oh, the, we don't think the election is going to be called the night of. And I thought that that was really weird. But it seems now, in retrospect, it seems that they knew what was going to happen. It se- and, then, and then all these kind of conspiracy type, type of tweets that have been coming out that, that they, they said there was a command center in the Eisenhower building, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if those are true or not, but to me in retrospect, it seems like that they were prepared. Do you think that they were, or do you have any inside info? 
I don't have inside info. I don't operate at that level with the campaign or with the, you know, I mean, I've got, I've got friends in the White House, but I don't ask them for the juicy stuff and they don't give it to me. Um, I ask them maybe for a retweet from time to time. You know? <laughs> um, but I just, you know, look, I think if things work out at the best case scenario where, it, you know, it's announced that guess what? We, we got them. We got them. We figured it out. We know what's going on here. We got them. And here's how it's going to be. Then we'll be able, I think, to very well, to, to very clearly go back to the timeline as represented on Trump's Twitter and many other sources of information and statements that he's made and others in the administration. And it will make perfect sense. So will many, many other things. If it doesn't work out, then nothing makes sense. Nothing makes right. sense. Do you think uh, there, there's any any validation towards uh, what's coming out uh, uh, with the Dominion stuff? Or do you not know much about that? I will tell you that I've gotten it, is it because of the popularity of, of my Twitter account in the last couple of weeks, the, the misapprehension that people have that I'm the guy to send information to. Um, a lot of people are, have communicated with me and sometimes, you know, I try to, to be as courteous as I can if I'm, you know, if I have the time I can find it from driving to my mom's house to visit her before she has surgery as I was today. Um, I've got, I can talk to people who want to talk to me. And, you know, I, I have had some really very, very interesting communications with people who are not necessarily, or not at all activists or political people, but who have either got from, they themselves are familiar with or involved in statistical analysis or with um, IT and have a background sufficient to understand what these to evaluate the claims that have been made um, and more than that. And I just don't have the capacity to evaluate it. And, and I think even if I were an electrical engineer or a systems engineer or whatever you have to be, uh, it, or, you know, any of those arts, none of them is, is the one that I've ever mastered. Um, I wouldn't be able without really having the full data set, uh, you know, or to really understand whether these things are valid or not there seem to be a lot of really, really interesting questions, but it is often the case that really, really interesting questions turn out to not be questions at all. Someone who's really knowledgeable merely demonstrates to you that you're under, you have made one, you've accepted one or two false premises. And when those, when those are resolved, everything else, all the other problems fall away. So I simply can't say. It is an interesting sort of second wave of criticism of the vote tally though, because mm -hmm. we've been focusing so much, and, I, and, and rightfully, on the paper ballots, which have been such an obvious entree for fraud, right. that the idea that they also committed massive fraud using the software for voting is phenomenal. Um, but it also explains so much, because... Joe Biden is not a popular candidate. No, I, nothing, I there's nothing that explains the level of support claimed for him among voters. It's, you know, oh, no, everyone hates Trump. People. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe that that gets voters out. Uh, not outside of the cities. Hey, yeah. San Francisco and L.A. Sure, and sure. I live here. But even when even in Los Angeles, I was barely seeing any bumper stickers or any lawn signs, anything. Uh, no one was excited about him. I doubt that they would have even bothered to go out and vote for him. It really um, seems, I mean, the, I think the, both whether you're looking at the paper issue or the electronic issue, it does seem pretty clear that 
they so underestimated the support for Trump in every single category. Yeah. That they had to scramble on both the electronic side and the paper side exactly. to make up the difference. And yeah. that is a result of despising your enemy. That's a key strategic error to make in, in planning. And both sides do it. Yeah. Uh, conservatives often make the mistake of thinking liberals are dumb or stupid. They're not. They're, they're, they're usually, in fact, very, very smart people. But liberals, on the other hand, really, really, and this has really also been borne out by a lot of psychological studies, they are they really have a hard time seeing other people's points of view as even being worthy of consideration which takes us back to the beginning of our conversation exactly yeah i i i think that the the dnc or whoever was involved in this they overplayed their hand and and like you said they did it seems like they did scramble because they saw the amount of steam trump was getting they had to play catch up and and that is where it started to unravel. And I think that that's what's going to be exposed in the coming weeks. Well, and, and I'll tell you, you know, I was I was in Scranton on election night when the returns started getting reported. Had I gotten to Philly yet? No, I was still in Scranton. And it was like things were really falling nicely. Things were going nicely in Florida came in. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, in retrospect, it looks like they 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 began to start counting up the metrics and said, this is far beyond. We thought we were going to play with a margin of a couple points here. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he, you know, and there are so many vested interests here. So, I mean, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist here just to basically lay out facts that we do know and say, what are people's motivations? What are their capabilities? What and, 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 and who's going to cover for them? Well, that, I mean, that's how did all of these different districts just stop counting around the same time? How did they decide to do that? That's that's another question. It, it, it's it that doesn't happen. It never happens. They just stop counting. And then Trump goes out and gives a press conference and says at 4 a.m. They're going to have a dump. And and he, it was to a T. He was right. That's another thing. I think he knew what was going on. And he puts these little things out there. Um, people don't give him enough credit. I think he's very smart, but um I myself didn't give him enough credit early on. I thought that he had obviously some kind of something, but that it wasn't necessarily a very high degree of intelligence. He's not, obviously he's very, very smart. He's not particularly well-spoken on off the cuff. You know, he's not a, a, as verbal of a guy as Obama, who, although we know he did much better on script than off script, as almost everyone does. Just as George W. Bush, without talking about the merits of the Bushes or George W. Bush in particular, right. was much more articulate in private um, and really much more intelligent than his verbal communication suggested. But you can also be extremely verbal and be a, a still an empty shell. You just mm-hmm. yes, um, Trump is he, he's got many sorts of, of intelligence and, t- and many 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 talents, and it is ridiculous to think that he's either a buffoon or a fool. I mean. He has look. There, there are inc- there are incidents in his past, um, especially the the younger years, which are silly. You know, he was he was immature. He had a lot of money on his hands. He was he yeah. Was but that's anyone would. I, I had a my teens. I look back and I'm I think uh, how retarded I was. I'm 34 now. I, I cringe at my past. So imagine how as a 57 year old I look at my 34. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then oh, I was shit. supposed to be grown up. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
but uh so i feel like i feel like one domino has to fall and then the others start to unravel there's a lot of things up in the air right now and i've been so it does seem though that it's not that there if again two possibilities one is we're absolutely wish casting here right right it's as bad as it looks and not only that biden's going to be president and it's just going to be just more crappiness and right. it's not going to be this big look i don't really think they're going to be rounding us up but i think it's going to be you and I might never be heard from again in terms of social media or all the internet. Yeah. The censorship will just be over the top and no one's going to do anything about it. That will be the end of it. <clears throat> all right, fine. So I'll get more work done, uh, you know, whatever. I, won't, I might not have as many clients because no one's going to think about me again. But, you know, I managed before the internet. I'll manage after the internet. But the other possibility, which is that things, the dominoes, as you refer to them, are lined up. It does appear that they're not going to tip one, but rather they're going to tip them. With, you know, they're going to tip them when they're all really lined up. You know, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they're, it seems like they're not showing their cards right now, the Trump administration. Uh, I mean, if you're a Democrat, though, especially if you're an activist Democrat, and much less if you're a guilty Democrat involved in any of these shenanigans, you really have to be absolutely terrified. Why, why is Trump so quiet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's, I wanted to impeach Barr. He's a partisan hack. Why isn't Barr screaming and, and shouting? Where, you know, all the, where's the GOP said it? Where the, okay, so, you know, questions. It's too quiet. It's too quiet. I, I simply don't, you know. It's, it's, it's yeah. weird. If you it's wrote weird. a movie like this, nobody would believe it. No one would nobody believe it. But like I said, when Pompeo went out there and said that, I said that was a big turning point. Because he just doesn't say that. I, I can't imagine Trump would tell him to say something and he'd be like, okay, I'll say that. Probably, although it could be, it could be bravado. You know, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can explain that one way. It, it was a nice, he's very good. He's, he's good on he this is. stuff. He's good. So that was a nice zinger for him. Um, it's still think, not a good look if he's wrong. Yeah, but, you know, he's also, if he's wrong, he's finished anyway. He's finished anyway. You got nothing yeah. to lose. But you're right. There is the tendency among these guys to want to preserve the look. Mm-hmm. So then you got all these guys like you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Jeff um, was the senator who came Sessions? out. Sessions? No, not Sessions. Um, one of the GOP senators who came out and said Trump should, you know, step back and concede. Oh, I. Oh, oh Sass. Oh, that Ben Sass. Yeah, not Jeff, that guy but. sucks. Yeah, I know, you know, people are pretty unhappy with it. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think, I think we both see it the same way. I mean, I, I simply, you know, it's, it's one or the other. There isn't really, I mean, you know, the people who, who minimize what's going on here and say that, I mean, look, anyone who says, that, and I said this in, my, in the, this video that went viral, you can't say there's no evidence. That's simply not a good faith position. You can say the evidence will, sh- the evidence will end up not being sufficient. You can say the evidence will end up being shown as biased. The evidence will end up being shown as uh, being, being rebutted. But you cannot say there's no evidence. Hundreds of affidavits have been filed by people observing not just, this is not affidavit, my ballot was miscast or I, someone voted in my name. There are plenty of those. But people who had firsthand knowledge of systematic fraud, you can't, to say there's no evidence is a form of gaslighting. It's not an, it's not an honest engagement with the issues. 
I don't think those people would come forward and put their put, and sign an affidavit, uh, putting you know where they could be charged for perjury or something if they were wrong. I don't. I I, I can't imagine so many people would come forward and put their whole lives on the line uh, for, to lie. I, I, you know, do you, what will it take? Do you how what what do you think uh, is the end game? Like, what do you think is the end result? Is this going to go to get decided in the Supreme Court? Is this going to get decided in the Congress? Uh, mm-hmm. The only way this doesn't get decided by the Supreme Court is if the Supreme Court refuses to review a very clear ruling by some appellate court, lower appellate court. Um, And I actually think that Roberts doesn't want that. Um, For all his softness um, and the you know things that he gets criticized for all the time as an institutionalist as someone who one of you know the criticism tends to be that he's more interested in the credibility of the court than he is in necessarily reaching the result that we would expect ideologically that he should reach as judicial ideology um, or judicial philosophy the reason for maintaining that credibility is his motivation is so that in cases like this, it will, the court will have, in his view, the, the equity and the credibility to rule. Um, I think it's a mistaken view in part because the left delegitimizes every and all institutions right. and outcomes that do not go their way. Al Gore has not conceded his loss. Stacey Abrams didn't concede her loss and that's considered absolutely cool. So, you know, there's no accountability in that direction. Um, it's going to be uh, quite interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. A, a, a thing I wanted to mention before was that uh, all these math wizards online, and, and you did mention it, that they're pretty much apolitical. Uh, I think they're one of the biggest allies we have right now because they don't, they don't want to be taken for a fool. I think that they're crunching the numbers online. They're basically autistic people with a lot of time in their, on their hands. And uh, the, I, they're already exposing so much. Do you think that the, all that stuff that's ending up online, uh, do, do you think that the Trump administration is combing through all that stuff and, and sifting through the valid and invalid kind of claims or no? Like you've been sent stuff. Do you you pass it on to someone else? So I I do, I make an evaluation of, you know, I want to be credible when I pass. I do have a channel or two that I can use to send stuff on. But if I send everything that people send me, I lose my credibility. We know for a fact that as it would have to be the case, investigators, look at social media, regardless of what branch of government they're in, regardless of the kind of investigation that's going on. Um, I can't really talk much about the nature of the, I, like I do know a little bit about it, but that even at my low level, I know enough to be able to know that I can't say much about how information is being gathered and, and, and accumulated, but I can tell you a lot is going on. A lot is going on. Yeah. I figured that, that uh, we're not privy to like 99% of what's going on. And if they're that quiet right now, there's a lot of interesting things at play that we'll see in the future, but just not right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'm not going to get it out of you, but I, <laughs> I think it, I think that it gives me hope. 
it wouldn't huh? be that interesting. It wouldn't be that interesting, but I, you know, I, I think I, I probably have said enough on that score. Yeah. All right. So that's, I, I, I don't think I have anything else I, I can ask you. Uh, what are your, what, what are your gut, what is your gut feeling? Trump is going to have a second term now or not? Oh yeah. All right. That's good enough. <laughs> um, okay. Awesome. Ron, thank you. I really well, pre- appreciate it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to post this tomorrow and I'll let you know. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Does Thank it you. use video? Is it video or audio only? Uh, both. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll make a little trailer thing and I'll post it on Twitter. Cool. And awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a lot. Thank you nice so much. I appreciate it. So long. Bye. Bye.